Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, a place for adolescent and family healing. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If your family is struggling and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their trained professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Welcome to a special edition of Paradox. Brent Thompson, Patrick Zamaria, Michael Calls, Michael Smith, and Lauren Ahrens. Those are the names of the five police officers that lost their lives in a sniper shooting in Dallas. Dontre Hamilton, Eric Garner, Michael Brown, Tamir Rice, Freddie Gray, and Alton Sterling. Those are just a few of the black men that have been killed by police officers within the past year. Today we wanted to cover racism, and I know that that's kind of strange because we really don't have multiple races. Well, we don't at all have multiple races represented within our show. But we do have two different generations, and we thought it would be interesting. Most of our shows, we actually compare notes ahead of time, and we get kind of... <laughs> Even though it may appear that we don't. <laughs> we try to get um, just our points straight, and and we're kind of are arguing in unison um, what we're trying to, to, to argue or our points for that episode. But today we actually made our notes ahead of time and we didn't necessarily compare. Uh, they might be the exact same. They might not be, um, but hopefully it will, will create an interesting episode. So I have episode. no idea what you're going to say other than it's going to be wrong. <laughs> so that's, that's what, that's our uh, premise going into this. Exactly. Okay. So we have an incredible, and we don't have to tell you, we have incredible racial tension in America today. It's certainly high. Probably in other times it's been higher, but for certainly a, a kid that was born in the early 80s, this is kind of the highest racial tension that I've ever seen. Yourself? You know, probably. Um, you know, in the 60s, I was too young for all of that. Um so I would say yes, as far as is what I can remember, um, you know, black people just, you know, there were the, the Watts riots and, you know, there were the Rodney King riots and, but being something that's nationwide. Correct. And, you know, people just, um, you know, uh, targeting police uh, in retribution. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't know that I've ever seen even it with at this the Rodney level. King and again. I was young. Um, what was that? 91, 92? Something. Um, I certainly remember images of that, but that's about it. Mm -hmm. um, but they, the riots were more, it was like looting and fires. It wasn't necessarily targeting police. Mm -hmm. There were men that um, pulled out that truck driver and beat that white person, but it was never necessarily towards the authority. Even though it was. Correct. I mean, the, the yeah, thing yeah, was. The intention was. But it, then it just became this all-out explosion. Um and so, <clears throat> but now it's certainly a nationwide thing with the protests, the shootings all over. So here you are, you know, with a young family, uh, certainly, uh, you're talking about it with your spouse, with your friends. If you have elementary age, certainly older than elementary age school kids, 
um, hey, mommy, you know, wh- what is the Black Lives Matter? Uh, why are those people yelling at each other? Uh, you know, why did that happen? Uh, oh, my gosh. You know, you see that just passed by television. All these policemen got killed in Dallas. Um, Daddy, why did that happen? I mean, these these are conversations that are going on, have gone on or will go on yeah. in probably every household in America. Yeah. Uh, it's too prevalent a problem. Age before beauty, Jimbo. We're going to d- okay. discuss the the problem now. Kind of what do you see as your just really old perspective? Um, what do you see as, as really the issue today? Or with I, the yeah. events surrounding racism in America? The way I see it, um, I'm, I'm saddened because I believe that an actual serious problem is uh, being undermined by what we see happening. Um, the scenario is, again, the scenario, if you listen to many protesters, not all of them, obviously, but many protesters, is that white police officers are out to gun down black men. And uh, obviously not all Black Lives Matter believe that, uh, but, but so many of them do. Um, or that there's an unfair targeting of. Mm-hmm. And the Guardian newspaper in London, which is about as liberal a newspaper as you're going to find, uh, they came out uh, with uh, a study or a, an article. And in 2015, there were 1,001 people killed by police in the United States. 502 of those were white. 250 were black. So double the amount of white people were killed uh, and 163 Hispanics, which is not necessarily all that many more than blacks. Sure. Or um, fewer. Yeah, it was fewer than blacks. Um, and yet in every category, now people may say, well, the, the population accounts Correct. for that. The population, everyone, that's the thing. And this is one of the things, and I'm about to talk about it. I'm going to give you your time. But we're just, we go so quick into statistics and I want to vomit. Go ahead. Oh, great. You just threw up. Why did you do that? <laughs> it's one thing to talk about it. Come on. Go, go ahead. Um, so, even, but, but, but black people account for so much more of the, of, of the crimes committed. And I will not go down the list of numbers. Um, and is that true? Those are statistics out there? Yeah. And this is all out of the Guardian story. Um, there was another liberal Harvard, black Harvard professor, Ronald Fryer, he was going to do a piece on this very thing. And he came out with, and this was an academic study. And he said, now then black people are more likely to experience physicality with police, uh, from getting roughed up to whatever. But when it comes to police shootings and fatal shootings by police, there is zero bias. There is, in other words, a liberal black Harvard professor, trying to make the point that there was found out that there really isn't. Mm-hmm. Now I say all that because well, uh, one more point, Ferguson, Missouri, Michael Brown, what is the one thing not well, black lives matter. Yes. But hands up, don't shoot. Hands up, don't shoot. Came out of that situation. And we now know nobody even disputes the fact. I'm sure there's still people that do. Probably. 
And there's a lot of people who think the moon landings did not occur. That's offensive. He never raised his hands. Yeah. He never uttered those words. So it was a fallacy that was created to make a point. Instead of finding an actual police shooting that would actually prove your point, they found someone that didn't prove the point, but then created a fiction to prove it. And this is, and this is why I go to all this trouble. Not, That's considered a straw man argument. They're creating an argument that doesn't exist. Uh, the actual numbers don't prove it. Ferguson, Missouri, absolutely. Those words never happened. And yet this week there were pictures of people marching saying, hands up, don't shoot. I don't think that they're creating the argument. They're creating that. They're creating that police are targeting uh, and that Michael Brown was the poster boy for it, even though it never occurred. Now then. Hold on. Can I say something? Not yet. <laughs> because... What you have here is the boy who cried wolf, because I do believe that black people suffer under probably prejudicial treatment by some police officers. Sure. Not by all. And that's another thing. Sure. Uh, you know, there are bad apples. Absolutely. There are. I think everyone has been pulled over by one. Sure. Who just loves his authority and everyone swinging his weight around. And, and loves lording it over, kind of being a bully. Uh, those cops exist. They absolutely do. But I would say they are absolutely in the minority. And so when you're saying hands up, don't shoot, when you say police officers are targeting black men, you're crying wolf. And it's taking away the legitimacy of the actual true argument that needs to be made. Because now you hear these things, you just go, ah. You know, they're just lying. They're just making this up. And they're not. I mean, they grow up in a neighborhood where it is not a good thing to see the police pull Correct. up. Uh, I was, we were doing KLBJ with Randy and I and we, after one of the shootings. And, and we were talking. I was saying, when the police pull up, my whole life, the good guys showed. This one Adam 12. I mean, the, the good guys showed up when the police got there. But you have an entire section of our culture that have the exact opposite Absolute experience. Mistrust. Yeah. Yep. So my whole point is they've created a straw man that it's become this, this ultra liberal movement that's gotten away from the actual legitimacy of their point. And I think it undermines their point. Yeah. And uh, I don't necessarily disagree I with, you don't. with the strong man point. Because but, it's dead on accurate. <laughs> but I need to pause for a drink. Excuse me. We we do them. We do African Americans an injustice when we go to the statistics immediately. When we call them a strongman argument. When we attempt to delegitimize their point, because their point, and that's why I said they're not creating this argument, um, or they're it's not fict uh, a fictitious argument. They're the prejudice that they feel go back centuries. And it's a matter of perception. You just mentioned the whole when police show up, they feel mistrust, we feel trust. It's a matter of perception. Um, I was amazed in the, and good Lord, if there's one more O.J. Simpson thing. And yet you watched them all. And I, yet I watched yeah. them all. But if there's one more on television, um, 
I've already said I'm I just vomit, if I but... ever get in trouble, I want to have a seance and bring Johnny Cochran back from the dead <laughs> to represent me. Yeah. <laughs> so I watched him, but one of the, the most impressing things, and they call it a five part series with ESPN, but it was ten hours long. It was so long. But in the first couple of episodes, they really tried to belabor the point about the the I don't know what you would say, but the systemic racial prejudice that is felt within the black community mm-hmm. by police officers. And so, and it was also interesting that when one black person was hurt um, or one black person experienced prejudice, it was like they all were hurt and they were all, they all experienced prejudice. And I thought that was very interesting. And me as a Caucasian individual um, that has a very individualistic mindset, less communal, we don't think like that. And so it's, 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 for me, it's unfair when said white person comes in and immediately starts to argue stats and immediately calls them straw man argument um, and, and tries to belittle their argument um, because this is something that has been felt, even if just one person felt it, by all of them for centuries. Therefore, I think the problem lies in not the stats of the situation, but the problem lies in that there's a lack of trust, there's a lack of listening, and, and each side believes that they have a monopoly on truth. And I believe very strongly that truth, 99% of the time, is found somewhere in the middle. Go. Thank you, Josh, you stupid idiot. <laughs> do you, rem- you don't remember back in the... Uh... Saturday Night Live when they would do uh, <laughs> count point counterpoint. Do you remember that? No, was that with like Chevy Chase, with Jane Curtin, and uh, Dan Aykroyd? <laughs> you, you stupid idiot! <laughs> it was very funny. Okay, no, cannot disagree with the words you said. There's a couple of things when we talk about a solution because we were just kind of painting but, what we feel. Sorry, is Sorry to problem. summarize, you would say that they're arguing incorrectly, and I would say. People just need to stop arguing and stop listening. Mm-hmm. Is it agreed? Does that kind of well, summarize sure. the problem? Well, absolutely. Uh, however, you know, I do think, well, a couple of things. First off, when a police officer does something wrong, they should hang them high. Because Depending when, upon what they do wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because when you're provided that trust where you are allowed to shoot somebody, you have this ultimate control, Sure. Uh, then a higher responsibility is placed upon you. And I yeah. think, again, the vast majority of police officers understand that. Yep. Uh, but when one goes wrong, and we know because of original sin, uh, we go wrong. And when a police officer does something wrong, uh, and you talk about OJ, and again, you want to talk about Picking your wrong poster boy. You know, Rodney King had a point. You know, it was just crazy to look at that video. And I don't care if they say he wasn't obeying orders or not. The guy was handcuffed and his feet were, I mean, and they just continued to wail on him. (laughs) But OJ, he was all but not black. I mean, you know, he he was just, he he had distanced himself as far as he could. Um, Sort of the same point, but... 
so the first thing is, is we need to hold police officers to a very high standard. Uh, and secondly is, I don't know why I'm sure someone has an argument against uh, putting on body cameras, but I'm going, why in the world would those not be absolutely uh, standard equipment for police officers, especially in, in major metropolitan areas? So every altercation, everything that's said and done is captured on. So there is no, did he kneel and say hands up? Sure. Uh, or was he coming at the police officer to take his gun? Sure. You can see it all. So those are two kind of logistical things that I don't know why we're not necessarily doing. Correct. Now, sort of to your point, when we are dealing with, say, a couple in couples therapy, you always tell it's mostly the husband, you know, you have to deal with how she's feeling. Sure. Her perception. It is not necessarily because, again, uh, I am so angry. You come in at midnight every night and the guy will say it was 1145 and you know it. Correct. It's like, what, what, and there's what? like, what? It's, it's 15 minutes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, wait, that's not the point. That's sort of like back to Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. uh, to say all lives matter is, of course, true. Correct. But it misses the point sure. of what their grievance the, is. Correct. And what they're feeling. You can never, ever tell somebody you shouldn't feel that way. Correct. Even though the stats would say you shouldn't feel that way. But that's the thing. Like, they probably have stats that back up their opinion. Like, you can make stats read however you want to read it. And you can find... Um, uh, you can find ways in which the stats that the other person quoted is false and why that was bad research. And that's the point. The stats bother me because um, they're numbers and you can read them and interpret it however you want to. Uh, unless, of course, you believe that there is such a thing as truth and not all truth is relative, which is what you're arguing. <laughs> Jimbo, so, which is you why can't... you don't believe the Bible, uh, because... <laughs> All truth is relative. I get it, Josh. You're no, young see, and in, in a lot of ways, you're making the same argument against my point of view that you did with African Americans, the strong man argument. You know, you're sitting here and you're just you're What am I sitting here doing? You're trying to you sit on your high horse and try to um, denounce the other person's opinion simply because they're trying to empathize with somebody else's perspective. Uh I'm just trying to see the other side, and you're yes. going, no. Well, no, absolutely you should see the other side. However, we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that this is the way you feel, and we've got to deal with that. Because there's a lot more to it than black uh, people, black men are being targeted by police. Because their feelings are wrapped around a lot more than that. However, that's what they're chanting in their rallies, and mm -hmm. that's factually incorrect. So I'm What's saying it's factually incorrect? that police officers are targeting black men. I've seen research that says it does. And well, that's, you can take it up with the Harvard black liberal professor. But that, that's my point. Like you can find, um, I mean, you can find that coffee is bad for your research. You can find another research that said that coffee is good. It's like, ah, I don't know. The fact again, of the matter is there, step are, into a there are white people that are targeted. There are black people that are targeted. And their perception right now is that they're being targeted. So I want to seek to listen. But what I want to seek to empathize. Okay. I don't want to say, well, you're wrong because white okay. man's targeted. Let's say this. Just like we were saying a husband and a wife. Sure. 
the wife has to say, um, is saying, you know, I'm so angry at you. I want a divorce. You had an affair and I'm out of here. And I didn't have an affair. And then it's proven to be, I didn't have an affair. Sure. Therefore, your intense feelings are misplaced because it's factually incorrect. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm saying in some cases, not all, but in some cases that fact matters. Mm -hmm. But with their feelings, we have to agree with them that we've got a deal. But you still believe that white people are targeted more. That that is well, it's not even a belief. That's hard evidence. But I'm saying that there's research out there that suggests. But see, otherwise. I brought mine. He <laughs> didn't. That's the thing. You can say all that all day long, but you're not putting your money where your mouth is. No, because again, my main point was the stats don't matter. So I didn't look for stats. And so when I come in here and slap you with stats, well, where do you go with thing. that? See, statistics, you got nowhere to go. No, you can make statistics seem like, and we're not going to blame this point. Well, you can make statistics seem like whatever you want to seem like. So if if I have my wife, right, and agreed, like the, the uh, affair example, in a, a case study of one, it's easy to say yes or no. But when you're looking at hundreds of thousands and, and this researcher says this and re- this researcher says this, we just can't emphatically say, fact, you're an idiot because white people are killed more. That's I got to I gotta say, I'm so sorry. Yes. And I want to listen to you. Yes. I'm not even, and that's, I'm not even going to bring up statistics, whatever I believe or not. It's just, I'm going to listen. Well, yeah, I'm, yes. Which I think is what I kind of come down to. Do it. Go on to solution. Um, By the way, I love arguing with my dad. I know you do. <laughs> um, you know, we tell people never, never tell someone that they shouldn't feel some way. That is so uh, uh, invalidating. To say, well, I'm feeling this way. Well, you shouldn't. Because the fact is that they do. Sure. But we also tell people that feelings are not facts. Absolutely. Just because you feel some way doesn't make it true. So both sides have to come in with that kind of a perspective. Agreed. So we have to deal with what is happening primarily in the black community with uh, being arrested for driving while black. Uh you know, getting pulled over, you know, for no reason, Uh, you getting roughed up by the police just because it's a a young black male held up a liquor store. Yep. And most of us have never experienced anything like that. Sadly, I only have a handful of African-American friends. I had lunch with one this week and, um, and he was, I was just asking him his perspective. Um, And he was saying that out of the five times he's been pulled over for speeding, four of them, he's been asked to step out of the car. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he's a good looking guy. He was a football player at UT. He's now a lawyer. He's not this guy that you would perceived as a threat. And I've never been asked Mm -hmm. to step out of my car. Yep. And for believers, our faith has got to trump our politics. Absolutely. Preach it. Because no matter, like you're saying, you know, I'm sitting here talking about what I think is the problem and blah, blah, blah. Not that that's wrong. Yeah, I'm just saying. But if I was speaking to an African-American who was wanting to commit, 
I would no more bring up stats Correct. than a man on the moon. Exactly. I'm going to have to deal with the hurt that this person is feeling. Yep. And their personal experience, forget the stats. Correct. They've lived their life. Yep. <laughs> their life proves their point, not stats. So I've got to deal with that. To and then I, be able to give them your truth. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. So but you got to first love them. Well, absolutely. Yep. And I've got to love them, and you love them by listening to them, and you listen to them non-judgmentally, just like I would love for them to listen to me that yep, way. Absolutely. Just anybody. I mean, you want to love them the way that you want to be loved. So our faith, first off, when I say that our faith has to trump our politics, forgive me for saying the word Trump. <laughs> I, I feel bad that I said the word. Did you hear uh, Tebow was going to speak and then he's not? At the Republican convention. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. I bet he's going to run as a third party. So, oh, <laughs> Tim's the man. He's got my vote. Um, By the way, if that a, happens, you heard it here first. We've got to move beyond, if I disagree with someone, I hate them. Two things. Hate, well, excuse me, disagreement does not equal hate. And tolerance does not equal agreement. Absolutely. Both of these words have kind of been co-opted. Tolerance means I disagree with you, but let's go have a Coke. That's what tolerance is. Not that I agree with you and wear the T-shirt. It means I disagree with you, but we can still be friends. We've got to move beyond if you disagree with me, you're a horrible human being that deserves to die a slow, miserable death. Because with those kind of stances, we got nowhere to go. There's no dialogue. And without dialogue, there's no solution. Um, so and I know that, you know, people on CNN and Fox News and stuff, you know, they don't get paid to listen. They get paid to bloviate, uh, you know, their own points of view. But this thing is Did you never just say gonna... bloviate. I did. And I'm proud of it. Is there some stat that we could look up that that's an actual word? They're irrelevant. <laughs> so we've got to be able to listen to people. Uh, not tell them our opinions, but to listen, listen and love. I'm going to leave with the two L's. <laughs> and that was your solution? Yeah. Well, I mean, I really have nothing other, uh, nothing else to say. But yeah, I, at, at the end of the day, we as said white person need to stop talking. We have points. We have stats. We have all these things that we want to get our point across but that's like the last step. The first few steps is listening and validate and empathize, praying for them. We really should not speak since it's since it's them that uh, since it's um, African Americans that are hurting. We're the last to speak, the last to get our point across. To point out that their hurt is invalid. Correct. Yeah. So if my wife comes to me and she's the one hurting, yeah. then she needs to be empathized with and validated before I then can express my truth. Mm-hmm. So I've got to listen and validate and empathize and pray for and really only speak if asked. Now, if someone sits down and after I've listened to and empathize with them and then they ask, what do you think? Here you go. Because I can But almost, even that in a very loving way. Right. I can almost guarantee you that you could put a Black Lives Matter activist in a room with someone who disagrees. And I don't care how good of a debater either one is. 
neither one at the end of 30 minutes will go, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You're right. You're right. Exactly. Why didn't you tell me the stats showed that? I didn't know that. We're never well, going to debate ourselves no, into truth. You yep. will never argue anybody into changing their mind. Never. Ever. In fact, by coming at them with stats and so forth, you're just you're closing them off to even talking with you. Yep. And again, and you heard me, I'm just to the right of Attila the Hun. But when I'm trying to associate with somebody that's in pain, forget that. When someone comes in and is in my office. Correct. I mean, I, I don't tell them all the reasons why they're wacky for thinking. The, no, uh, I just, I have to listen and I have to embrace their pain yep. and help them walk through it. Because at the end of the day, we all have pain, and we all have hurts, and we all have wounds. We all want to be listened to and empathized and validated with. Um, and so we we want to also um, uh, provide that level of service or care or love to our fellow man. Um, so my solution is very similar. Um, certainly listen, validate, empathize, pray for, and really only speak when spoken to. Mm-hmm. All right. I feel good. Yeah. Let's shake hands. Can we sing? It only takes a spark. <laughs> Just the ladies to get. Okay, they're stopped listening now. Um, if you want to, in this debate, vote for Josh, uh, please like me at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, Doc Josh Myers. Since none of you would be agreeing with me, <laughs> uh, out of sympathy, on Facebook, it's Dr. Jimmy Myers, and on Twitter and Instagram, it's at J Myers Fam. This has been a special edition of Paradox. Yeah, so we're going to keep up the two shows a week. We just released this special. Uh, you can find the show, more about the show, either previous episodes or even future ones at paradoxpodcast.com. Be sure to sign up for our email um, listserv. And then you can find us at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's Docs Podcast. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. and researched by Dr. Jimmy and Dr. Josh Myers. Special thanks to Life Austin Church in Austin, Texas, and our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr. To find out more about the Paradox and to sign up for email updates, go to our website, paradoxpodcast.com.